Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, joined by my co-host, Brendan, and today we're going to get a little wild. That's right. Very wild. It's going to be like a zoo in here. Not a zoo. Not a kangaroo court. (laughs) We are going to be talking about animals. That's right. Who doesn't love animals? Everyone loves animals. Everybody. Well, well most people love animals. All right. Well, there I... are those crazy people out there that don't like animals. <laughs> You're listening to this and don't like animals? Stop listening to this. Why would they be crazy people? Yeah, they'd be absolutely insane not to like cute little dogs and cats and horses. monkeys and horses and all kinds of other animals we're going to talk about today on the show. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy. We're going to be talking about animal lawsuits. That's right. And and it's not what you think. Um, but before we, we get into the animal lawsuits themselves, I want to tell you how this topic came about. We saw a very interesting article online talking about how nowadays a ton of people are adopting dogs during the pandemic. And ever since the um, the initial pandemic started, people are adopting more and more dogs. And at first glance, that's great, you know. Obviously, who wouldn't want a dog? It keeps you company. It's the perfect pet to get. You, you be good friends. You bond with them. And, you know, all the dogs that needed to be adopted, they needed homes. It's great that they now have these. But, and it's it's a big but, you don't want all these dogs to be abandoned as soon as the pandemic is over. And I'm not a cynical person. I'm not a pessimistic person. But I do worry that... Once the lockdown has ended and people resume their normal lives, the animals will be the ones that are neglected. And I, I'd hate that, you know? Yeah, well, that's what happens every year at the holidays. People right. buy animals as, as gifts, and then they realize, oh, wow, there's actually work here that has to happen with these animals. This yeah. dog doesn't know how to use the toilet. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the holiday season, they're shipping them off, and that's not right. Absolutely. It's bad for the dogs. It's upsetting for the people. All around, it's bad. It is bad. You know, I do think, though, that, that the idea of adopting, which adoptions have gone so, they just skyrocketed mm-hmm. since this pandemic. I think it's good if they're really mindful of what they're doing when they're adopting the dog. Right, yeah. You know, if you want a dog, don't don't take that as a, don't uh, adopt them, you know. You're going to abandon them. Only you know that. Don't, don't abandon the dogs, but also don't shy away from adopting them because you hear a ton of horror stories. Go adopt some dogs if you want to. That would be great. You know, I want to personally get a dog or maybe a cat or maybe both, you know. Like Garfield and Odie. Yeah, like Garfield and Odie. Would you call them that? It's a good idea. I could call them that. Well. All right. I just, I'll guess, just go do it then. Go huh? do it. Yeah. Go do it. We'll all share a nice dish of lasagna and then there'll be another animal lawsuit. About me for killing a dog and a cat by feeding them lasagna. I think dogs can eat lasagna. Dogs can eat lasagna? It's got cheese and sauce and stuff in it. Dogs can eat a lot of things. I don't know what dogs can eat. Some animals can't eat chocolate. I don't know who that is. That's a dog. Dogs can't eat chocolate. All right, so we know one person who won't be adopting a dog (laughs) this this pandemic. Or during pandemic two. Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. So, all right, so let's talk about some of these lawsuits because, 
you know, you think about you think about lawsuits and you think about very serious, very big, you know, people, big courtrooms or or you know, Judge Judy, but doesn't really count. Or you think about a lawsuit where you're talking about an owner, you know, being sued for... Oh, in regards to animals. I thought you were talking about lawsuits in general. No, it's about no, no, no. When you think about lawsuits with animals, you think about, you know, the kind of stuff I was saying, abandonment, you know, criminal charges for not taking care of an animal. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but we're going to be talking today about civil lawsuits involving animals. Right. And some of them are filed by animals. And of. what's the difference between a civil and a criminal lawsuit? So civil lawsuit is for civil causes of action, negligence or... Um, you know, breach of contract or injuries that happen. Criminal is, is, you know, you need to show intent and you need to violate a criminal statute. So manslaughter, murder, things, right. things of that nature, just to keep it simple. But the, the idea is, you know, the elements of a crime are way different than the elements of a civil matter. Right. So, and, uh, as an example, in the O.J. Simpson case, which, wild, you didn't expect that to be brought up in an animal video, uh, he, in the uh, criminal lawsuit, was acquitted because the glove fit, so he was acquit. No, 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 no. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Yes. Uh, it's going to say it. That but, was completely right. wrong. Well, it, it, if the... The glove, the no, glove fit, no, no. therefore he was acquit. Did. No, 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 no. The glove didn't fit. That's oh, the, the glove did. I, I knew that. Glove I knew that. This is this is. Don't fit. I just mixed up the O.J. Simpson case. You must case acquit. And Cinderella here for a minute. Cinderella I, I didn't know. have gloves. No, she, she had, had a slipper. slipper. Right, but the the slipper fit. She was not acquit. Uh, O.J. Simpson glove didn't fit. Therefore, there were he, no criminal charges against Cinderella. Well, we're not sure. Maybe save that for another episode. <laughs> Uh, Stay tuned for the Disney Cinderella well, thank, huge lawsuit reveal. Thank goodness this isn't a podcast about the O.J. Simpson trial because you clearly missed the boat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, but I, I knew it. I was just saying the wrong thing. The glove was too small He because it had soaked up the blood or whatever. Okay, the glove okay, didn't can... fit. But <laughs> the point is, in the criminal lawsuit, there was no, you know, nothing okay. happened to him. But in the civil lawsuit... Uh, since the rules were more lenient and... No, no, it's not just lenient. It's a, a completely different standard. Right, I know. It's a completely different cause of action. It's completely different. So clearly I know nothing about this. You but... know nothing about this, but that's okay. Anyway. You're here for the comic relief. Yeah, wow. Just demoted to side character. <laughs> so here's, a, here's an interesting lawsuit. A horse in Oregon named Justice sued its owner for neglect. Now I have a question. Yes. Do you think the horse was really named Justice before the lawsuit, or do you think that it was named? Did did Justice change her name for the lawsuit? No, nah, I think I I like to think that it was named Justice beforehand, and this is just a really funny coincidence. That is a coincidence, though. Yeah. Well, it requested a hundred thousand dollars in damages. The hell was that horse thinking? <laughs> a judge threw the case out because horses cannot sue their owners or anybody, for that matter. Uh, it was actually the Animal Legal Defense Fund that filed the lawsuit on the horse's behalf. But you have to wonder, was the horse's name on the lawsuit? The owner was named uh, Gwendolyn Vercher. Was it Gwendolyn Vercher v. Justice? No, no, no. 
other way around. Okay. Again, here we Justice are. Justice v. Gwendolyn or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's how it would be. Well, uh, the owner had left it outside in the cold, and Justice was hungry, thirsty, mistreated, uh, underweight extremely, and it was suffering from frostbite. Uh, and Vircher was charged with neglect of an animal and paid for the horse's treatment. Well, you know what? The moral of the story is you cannot neglect justice. You can't outrun justice. You can't outrun justice either. You can ride on the back of justice, but as soon as you start neglecting it, you're no longer allowed to, and you can't outrun justice. That's really the moral of the whole story. Well, Gwendolyn Vircher said the lawsuit was outrageous because the Animal Legal Defense Fund filed the lawsuit because justice could need money for further treatment. And that's that. And yeah, moral of the story, can't outrun justice. Second story here. This one's this one's really interesting. A wheelchair thief sues a police dog. Now, hold on to something here. This is, is going to shake your world. This one's real interesting. On April 23, 2015, a 55-year-old man named Stanley McQuery broke into a house of a 79-year-old man attacked the man, stole his phone, and his electric wheelchair. Now, police were called, and Stanley McQuery decided that it was a good idea, his epic getaway vehicle, to use the electric wheelchair he just stole. Which, by the way, goes to mock-level speeds here of two miles per hour. So a police chase ensued, which I can uh, assume was more of a police... Hobble, police, you know, stroll. S- police stroll. Uh, and the police officer sent the dog onto the man who attacked him and hurt him. And the man was arrested. While he was in the wheelchair? Well, so in jail, he then sued the dog. And yes, I said he sued the dog for excessive force, assault, and battery while in prison. He demanded $7 million in compensation and claimed that he was already on the ground and that the officer shouted, eat him up, eat him up. Uh, at the dog. McQuarrie later claimed he made a mistake. Why? Because he named the dog as a defendant. He was not suing the dog. You cannot sue a dog. You have to sue the man. But I'd just like to bring up the fact that this was probably the most lame police chase in all of history. I can imagine it going down, sirens blaring, police lines coming up across the street, and there's the man in his wheelchair. Stanley, stop the wheelchair. Stanley, stop. Stanley. (laughs) Yeah, Stanley, my hands the on do- your shoulders. The dog Stanley. probably didn't have to run too far to get to the wheelchair. Probably not. Uh, Stanley, you're not listening to me. Yeah, Stanley, I'm going to sick the dog on you. Stanley, Stanley. Yeah. Well, you can't sue a dog. I think you that's can. the most interesting point here. No, and, and even in a dog bite case, you're suing the owner of the dog. You're not suing the dog. Dogs don't have the the capability of being sued. Right. So I think Stanley was barking up the wrong tree. Oh, that barking that's good. up the yep, wrong took me a tree. Second. It did yeah. take, you are not on your game today. <laughs> well, I, w- I wasn't expecting that one. It caught me off guard. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, don't sue animals. Sue their owners. That's the moral of this story. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can't you can't uh, ride the dog, but you could ride the electric wheelchair or justice. You could ride. You could justice. ride justice too. That would have changed the story up a whole lot. And if Justice was a racehorse, you could ride Justice all the way to the bank. That's true. Here's a, a better moral if you if you didn't like that one. Don't steal an old man's electric wheelchair. Well, I don't understand that. I mean, I know they're expensive, but 
How did he think he was going to get the wheelchair you know, home? I, I don't think he was the the smartest, the sharpest knife in the drawer. He must have gone in there, stole the man's phone, saw he had an electric wheelchair, and thought to himself, oh, my God, he's going to catch up to me. So he stole the wheelchair and said, now I'm the fastest in town. Well, it didn't take him far, though. I wonder if he hurt the old guy. Hope not. I hope not. I hope he was just, you know, all bark and no bite. All right. Next story here is a monkey gets charged with assault for attacking a woman. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't just attack the woman. This guy is a sexual predator. Nope. That's the next story. You're looking too far ahead, buddy. This one is on November 29th, 1877. This is different. This is not the sexual predator monkey? Should I should I start with the sexual no, assault? No, no, let's monkey? we're gonna keep it. Don't you don't want to miss the sexual assault. Yeah, perpetrated that's our, that's our segue by the, the commercials here. Well All right, go go back to the <laughs> non sexually assaulting monkey. All right, just the assault monkey. Uh, on November 29th, 1877, the New York Times Did you res- say eighteen seventy seven? Eighteen seventy seven reported that Miss Mary Shea lost a lawsuit against Jimmy Dilio, a monkey owned by Mr. Caslo Dilio. Trouble began for Jimmy when Mr. Dilio took him to Miss Shea's shop. Shea offered Jimmy a piece of candy, which he accepted. Jimmy's uh, the monkey? Jimmy Dilio is the monkey. It's Jimmy had candy. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy got the candy from Miss Shea, but she playfully attempted to remove it from his mouth, and the monkey was sweet, but he quickly turned sour. Well, that's stupid. Uh, Who would take monkey food food from a monkey's mouth? (laughs) Uh, I assume she thought it would be like taking candy from a baby, but this was taking candy from a monkey, which is the antithesis of that statement. Plus, monkeys have teeth. Babies have gums. Right. Well, the monkey bit her finger, obviously, and she was not happy with that. She got Mr. Dilio... And uh, Jimmy. I'm arrested. sure Jimmy was unhappy with her trying to take his candy. Well, I mean, yeah, if someone stuck their finger in your mouth and tried to take your candy, you'd bite them, wouldn't I, you? I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd bite them. Uh, Mr. Dilio and Jimmy both got arrested and taken to court. Jimmy? Yeah, he was just monkeying around. I don't see what the big deal is. See, I can do it too. I can do it too. This is a two way street here. Uh, Judge Flammer threw the case out, saying that the court could not charge monkeys. Jimmy reportedly exhibited some gentlemanly behavior by doffing his hat after Judge Flammer delivered the decision. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> well, we're finally on to a real big one here. Woman attempts to get monkeys charged with sexual assault. Oh, yes. This is the one I've been waiting for. Yes. Well, in 2015, a woman was trying to get a pair of monkeys arrested. Why? She was watching the macaques when two of them attacked her without warning. But the monkeys didn't just attack her. They scratched at her and, with the help of their paws, pulled at her clothes and hair and removed her bikini top. She was not happy with this and screamed for help, but nearby tourists laughed and thought it was funny. She was finally saved when a warden chased the monkeys away. A startled, embarrassed, and angry Miss Hart reported the incident to the police and tried to file charges against the monkeys. The officers turned her request down because monkeys are wild animals and cannot be charged. One officer even asked her if she could identify the monkeys in a police lineup. Now, clearly, these monkeys attacked this woman, but it seems like she was probably all right. And it was uh, taking it a little too far here. But, you know. Well, the monkeys were just trying to cop a cheap feel. Yeah, they sure were. 
didn't end up working for them though. I don't understand why people in, in a situation would like that. I understand being embarrassed by something like that, but why would you try to charge the monkey? Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd did, try to charge the national park or wherever they were. Right. It doesn't make any sense to go after a monkey. Yeah. It's not, the monkeys typically do not have the ability to reason or to understand the law. So why would you ever sue a monkey? Yeah, that's a good or question. Or a horse, or a dog, or a cat. <laughs> well, we have one final story today. Oh, this one's pretty good because I think this one this one is probably one of the most popular or well-known stories in the past, you know, five to ten years. And this one also has to do with monkeys. Uh, macaques, to be exact, which is the... This is not the sexual assault monkey, though. This is not a, a sequel story starring him. This is a different monkey. In 2008... David Slater, a photographer, encountered a troop of crested black macaques while taking pictures. He uh, was shooting some monkeys with the camera. Don't worry. Uh, others snuck to his camera, which was on a tripod, and started to click the shutter. The monkeys took hundreds of pictures. The most popular was a selfie taken by a monkey that pressed on the shutter. What followed was a bizarre copyright battle between Slater and Naruto. Not the anime character, the monkey that took his selfie. Uh, PETA, not PETA Lamont. That's it's a different Peter. This is just PETA, the people for the ethnic treatment of animals, claimed that Naruto owned the copyright to the picture. Slater insisted that he owned the copyright and not Naruto. In 2015, PETA filed a copyright lawsuit on behalf of Naruto. In 2017, PETA agreed to dump the lawsuit on the condition that Slater gave them 25% of the royalties he received from the images. Now, in 2018, a court stopped PETA from settling the lawsuit because it wanted to pass judgment that would allow judges to decide over similar incidents in the future. Essentially, finally, after this long legal battle, it was decided that animals cannot file their own copyrights, and this gave copyright ownership to Slater. Now, my question is here, why does PETA care? Like, this is kind of drastic. Well, it sounds to me like it was a shakedown. It sounds to me like they wanted money to fund the organization. Monkey they money. They, yeah, they, they could get money from... This ridiculously this, silly lawsuit? Yeah, but you know what's interesting is, was PETA acting on the best interest of the monkey, or were they looking to, to profit off of this? That's the question. That, well, I doubt they really cared about the monkey. You know, now... An interesting follow-up would be if the creators of the Naruto anime filed a lawsuit against PETA for naming the monkey Naruto. That would be well, did, a way bigger story. They didn't. PETA, who named the monkey? Well, that's a good question because now you have the monkey's face on the internet. They couldn't say, oh, that's Naruto the monkey. What are you doing with Naruto? Maybe they asked the monkey. What's your name? And he said it. Naruto. I'm sure it sounded just like just that. Just like that. Yeah, all right. Well, well, you you don't know the most important thing here is that Naruto is quite the photographer because this selfie almost looks fake. It's so good. It's so good. It's crystal clear. I think they should go back out with cameras to set up as a trap for Naruto. And when he comes back to take another selfie, kidnap him and make him take pictures and then put it up in an art display. That would make millions. See, that's what PETA should have done if they really wanted to cash in on this. Kidnap the monkey? Well, maybe they could, you know, kindly maybe, take him. Maybe hostage. they could hire the monkey. That's that's a better way. Of they putting could have it. paid the monkey. Yeah. That would have been different. Paid the monkey. Yeah. 
Don't kidnap monkeys. Don't kidnap monkeys. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Well, anyway. Well, I, I think that Naruto did a great job here with the selfie. He's smiling. He looks very happy. Yeah, absolutely. He's clearly enjoying himself. I would have argued that Naruto gracefully and allowingly took his picture so I can use it. Because clearly here he's smiling. So I think this was a gift to the photographer. I agree. I agree. I think he was saying, hey, Dave, look, I'm going to smile for you. Now, the sad thing here is that this picture might be the best picture that the guy took. Yeah, and that is bananas. It's bananas. I think the moral here of all of these stories in all seriousness is that don't don't sue animals because you can't. Yeah, and don't let animals sue you because they can't. That's right. You can sue owners. You can sue people that, you know, a zoo, somebody that might be responsible for the owners. But the monkeys themselves, they don't have the ability to form criminal intent. They can't be. How could a monkey be negligent? How does a monkey owe you a duty of care? How can a monkey be responsible for a sexual assault charge? Well, you know, you got to think. There is one thing that I will say, and it's that a lot of these animals, um, or a lot of animals in general, maybe not these specifically, if they were owned by someone, it's a kind of a different story because if those monkeys had been owned and trained to remove uh, women's tops by some guy who owned them, that would be kind of a different story, I think, because then it could be said that this guy is, you know, He's the one responsible yeah, but for it's, the... but it's still not the monkeys. Well, no, of course not. But you got to think, you know, it's not the animals sometimes, it's the guys. It's never the animals. It's really always the owners. I mean, that's why certain states, like I think New York, for example, if, if you get bitten by a dog, mm -hmm. you have to show as the person that got bitten that the dog had a propensity for violence. So, in other words, the dog could bite somebody once, get away with it because there was no prior you know, um, act, no prior bite, and, and, and you can't have a propensity for violence without some prior act, right? right. And you get away. So there's like a free bite in, in New York. But in some states like New Jersey, if the dog bites you, the owner's liable. Yeah. And so it's always the owner. So I don't understand. It, that, that's a very, very clear issue of law. Monkeys can't own copyrights. Monkeys can't bring lawsuits. Horses can't bring lawsuits. Dogs can't bring lawsuits. You can't sue an animal. So why do people do it and waste the resources of taxpayers, of the court? Don't we have enough to fight about? Absolutely. Why are we suing monkeys? Yeah, not a good idea. You know, maybe that woman who lost her top should have tied the top tighter or not been... You know, for all we know, and I don't know because I didn't see pictures, there could have been bananas on the top. It could have been a, a ban you know, a bikini with banana prints. I think, I think your uh, conspiracy theories are going a little too far here. Well, what if, what if her bosoms, what if they were enticing the monkeys? Well, I mean, I, I assume that's what ended up happening. But... Could the monkeys have sued her for false advertising? Oh man, this is uh, there's bananas. Not what here. I expected. There's, there's no bananas, right? I'm not sure. You can't sue animals, and animals can't sue you. So don't bother. Yeah. That's the moral of the story. Absolutely. Although I do like the other one. What other one? You, you can't run away You can't from outrun justice. justice. You can't outrun justice. Think of that next time. If you're going to commit a crime, you are not going to outrun that horse. You can ride justice. You can feed justice carrots. You can cure justice of frostbite. But you can't outrun justice. You can comb justice's hair. That's right. That's right. But you can't outrun it. Yeah. So don't even bother to try. Don't try.
All right, that's going to do it for today. <laughs> Hopefully you found some humor in these lawsuits, which are all real and all as ridiculous as they sound. Uh, make sure that you tune in next time. We've got a, a bunch of very, very interesting, fun topics coming up, so you don't want to miss future episodes. Make sure you subscribe and let everybody know about UTL Radio. That's going to do it for today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.